All right, all right. Father, bless this word. Open the ears mm. and hearts of your people. Yes. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to kind of give a little simple introduction here. Uh, you know, this is Valentine's Day, and a lot of individuals who may be watching uh, may be checked out because you're not married. And some or of you or, aren't even dating. And so you feel like this message is not for me. This is irrelevant to me because I don't have a Valentine. I want to start by laying a foundation for understanding where we're mm. going today. Mm. This message is going to be relevant for everybody, whether you're married, single, dating, engaged, mm. wherever you are in that relational spectrum. Yeah. This message is for everybody because foundational to everything that we'll say today is this fundamental truth that the skills necessary to build a happy, healthy, and godly marriage or re any relationships are precisely the same mm. as the skills necessary to grow in your discipleship to Jesus. Yeah. That is, yeah. a happy, healthy marriage is comprised, is composed of two growing Jesus disciples. Mm. And what tends to happen is we tend to separate the marriage journey yeah. from the discipleship journey. Yeah. Instead of understanding that marriage is simply another component of the discipleship journey. Yeah. It's just another, it just looks differently, but it's still the discipleship journey. And what tends to happen is we think we're good disciples of Jesus. We think we're spiritually mature. Yeah. We think we're doing well. And then we get married and all this junk comes out. Yep. Wow, wow, wow. Yep. And what we've actually discovered in marriage is that we're not as spiritually mature as we thought we were. Yeah. That we're not actually as good of disciples of Jesus as we thought we were. Yep. But we tend to separate. Well, so that's relational stuff. It's not related to my spiritual life. No, it's directly related to your spiritual very, life. Very, very. If you were so. as spiritually mature as you mm. thought you were, yep. you wouldn't have acted that way when she yep. said what she said, or when he said what he said. Yep. And so, I have been constantly. <laughs> yes, you. <laughs> confronted with the fact that maybe I'm not as deep of a disciple of Jesus as I thought, but it's also an opportunity yeah. to grow into a deeper place of discipleship. Yes, yes. To Jesus, Yes. right? Yes. I remember when we used to fight a lot. Yeah, yeah. Used to. Used to. I mean, not, we still fight, but not as much. Almost never. <laughs> hey, we just fought this week. What are exactly. you talking about? <laughs> a little bit this morning, too. <laughs> Let's just keep it real. We got to keep it real. But I remember, like when we were very toxic in our relationship in the beginning of our marriage, mm. I remember I used to be so angry, mm. you know, and like I, I could be really mean. I'm, a, I'm such a nice person, but I could be really mean when I'm you, angry. You said it, not me. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember Holy Spirit. I remember we were in two different rooms. I remember Holy Spirit really like tugging at my heart mm. and telling me, Sonny, you're not just mad at Benjamin, but you're sinning against me. And so I remember coming in to your room and holding your hand and smiling at you and, and just saying, I forgive you. And I remember doing that because I wanted, I did not want to continue to sin against God. And I don't want to give the enemy the last laugh in our relationship. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But here's the beautiful thing. Okay, so first of all, I'll say this. Jesus sums up discipleship in really two things. Number one, love God. Yeah. And then number two, love others. Yeah. But in that love others category, he actually breaks it down into three different categories. Mm. 
So in John chapter 15, verse 12, he says, love one another. Yeah. And so that one another piece is, the one another is people in your circle, mm. in your group, mm. who value what you value, who want what you want, mm. who are moving towards what you're moving mm. towards. People who agree with you, who mm. see the world the way you see it. But then in Matthew 22, 39, he says, love your neighbor. And so your neighbor is, those are people outside of your group who may see things differently than you see them, mm. who have different values, who want something different what, than what you want. And you, you kind of don't understand one another. Mm. But then thirdly, in uh, Matthew chapter 5, verses 44 and 45, he says, love your enemies. Mm. Bless those who curse you, mm -hmm. do good to those who hate you, mm. and pray for those who despitefully, who spitefully use you and persecute you. Yeah. And then he explains why. That you may be sons of your Father in heaven. For he, sent, he, he causes his son to rise on the good and the evil and sends raid on both the just and the unjust. So all three categories, you know, number one, Hmm. Loving one another, mm -hmm. people in your camp. Number two, loving your neighbors, people outside your camp. Number three, loving your enemies, those who are actually against you. Yeah. If you can't love the people in your camp and you're single, <laughs> if you can't love your neighbors, people outside of your camp and you're single, and if you can't love your enemies and you're single, you ain't going to be able to do it when you're married because your spouse at some point is all three of those things. Wow. <laughs> and so... Marriage, <laughs> marriage is a perfect place to practice discipleship. Yep, yep. Because we get to love one another. Yeah. We get to love our neighbor when we don't understand one another mm. and it becomes mm. apparent that you think differently than I think, you want differently than I want, yeah. you need differently than I need. Yep. And then we have to learn how to love our enemies. Yeah. When we're actually locked in conflict. Yeah. And we're actually against one another in those moments. Mm. And the beautiful piece to that, I, I've been, you know, Tiger Woods, he did this whole thing. It, it's on YouTube called My Game. And mm -hmm. it's a series of videos in which he explains his game. Yeah. And the whole mystique about Tiger Woods, like, why is he so good? Is it because he hits the ball further than everybody? No, there's people who far outdrive mm -hmm. Tiger Woods. You know, is it because, like, like if, you, if you think about all of the things that a good golfer can do, there's people who do all of those things better than Tiger Woods. But Tiger explained why he has the mm. record of the most wins of anyone in history. And he said, it's not a, he said, I don't care how good your good is. Mm. Everybody's good is good. Yeah, yeah. The question for me is, how good is your bad? Mm. He said, what I focused on was perfecting my bad. Mm. Instead of focusing on hitting it down the center of the fairway every single time, I practiced hitting shots out of the rough. Yeah. Because yeah. I knew I'm going to be in the rough. So good. And if you look at Tiger Woods' highlights, yeah. you'll see him in the craziest, yeah, worst yeah, situations yeah. Mm. where he hit the worst shot ever. Mm. But that second shot mm. somehow rescues him. Yeah. And that's what marriage is all about. Yeah. When we think about it in terms of discipleship, relationship, yeah. it's not just about doing right. every. Because I can say I have not done right towards this mm. woman all Preach. the time. I hit a lot of bad shots. Yes, Lord. I'm in the rough all the time. You said it. I hit it into the woods. Yes. I hit it into the water. I hit it into the sand, <laughs> right? Lots of bad shots. The question is, how good is your bad? Yeah. When you hit it into the rough, do you know how to get out of the rough? Yep, yep. When you hit it into the sand, do you know how to get out of the sand? Yeah. Right? When you hit it into the woods, do you know how to get out of the woods? Yeah. And that's called returning. 
Yeah. And that's that's really what makes marriage. Yeah. Is the ability to return. And yeah. so Peter says in 1 Peter 2:25, we're all sometimes like sheep who have gone astray. Yeah. But the key is to know how to return yeah. to the shepherd and overseer mm. of our souls. Yeah. Yeah. Nehemiah also says what? Joy. Everybody say joy. Joy. Joy, right? Joy is to be our Strength. strength the joy right? of the Lord is your and strength. Jim Wilder says the key is joy. Say yes. joy. 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 You know what I realized is this the master key yeah. that opens every door in our hearts, in our relationship, is joy. I mean, you know, if you look at a building, there's a lot of different keys that opens different doors. Hmm. But there's that one master key hmm. that opens every door. And for long-lasting, loving relationship is about holding that master key, which is joy. Mm -hmm. And just like what you said, Jim Wilder also says, it's not about how awesome our, our joy moments are together, which is very important. Mm -hmm. For the key to long-lasting relationship mm -hmm. is how, as couples, we handle those moments where we are not glad to be together. Right. Right. Mm. And so I want to talk about joy today mm. a little bit. Right. Yep. Do you want a loving relationship? Wives, do you want to stay in love with your husbands? Mm. Right. If you want a healthy, loving relationship, singles, you got to learn this now mm. and you could prepare now. How? By building your joy center. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm. Jim Wilder talks about joy camp. Joy camp is in your brain. It's right in the middle of your brain, and it's like a joy center. It's supposed to be our normal state. Mm -hmm. When God made you and I, he made joy a normal state in our brain. We're supposed to wake up and just be joyful mm -hmm. unless something distressful happens and we get kicked out of joy. So building your joy center, that joy camp, is important. It's key to being and remaining in loving relationship. Right. But once you get kicked out of that joy camp, you got to climb that joy mountain. Right. Okay? Returning to joy is climbing that joy mountain, and it's very necessary. Mm. So I'm going to give you some practical things okay mm. to actually do to build joy mm. all right so secret secret is every night you gotta go back to joy mm. you cannot go to bed without returning to joy after every fight you mm. gotta return to joy that's right sometimes benjamin and i we're pretty good about returning to joy alone we give each other some space. He goes and watches something comical and he just laughs by himself. I go watch Korean video and I laugh by myself. But the key is being intentional about returning to joy camp and inviting one another into that joy camp, right? I mean, even last night, you know, like I was kind of like frustrated with Benjamin, mm. right? 
talking about this very sermon, we're talking about how we're going to like go in and out, right? And so I'm like, you preach and I'll go in and out. And he's like, oh, okay, you mean like I do 15 minutes and you do 15 minutes? I'm like, no, in and out. He's like, I just want clarification. I'm like, why don't you get me? And he's like, why are you so mad? I'm just, you, so I can't ask for a clarification, you know? And we're like, oh. And so for me, especially going through like perimenopause right now. It's not, take the peri off. <laughs> I'm very sensitive, right? A, one, a, a wrong tone, a wrong facial expression burns me inside and I just want to die, right? And so I'm like, oh, he's like, I just want clarification. Why are you so mad? And I'm like, because you're frustrating me, right? How do we, I know we have to return to joy in order for us to preach today. Half of my heart didn't want to because I'm mad at him. But half of my heart, I knew I needed to. And so first, when I did not know what to do, mm. and I'm so mad, and we're like arguing, I just laughed. Mm. Mm. And when I laughed, he laughed. <laughs> I didn't laugh because it was funny. Right. I laughed because I didn't know what else to do. Mm. But that little thing returned us to joy right. together. Yep. It and then it creates joy in the midst of a contentious moment. That moment of joy is so important. Right? Mm. And then he's like, okay, a second hug. But even though like I wanted to make it right, and that's why I laughed, but then like my heart's not really open that much. And so I'm like, no, I don't want to hug right now. Give me some space. Like, no, a second hug. And he chased me around the kitchen. <laughs> I don't want to hug. A second hug. No, we're I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna come after you until you hug me. I'm like, fine. And then I counted to eight real slow. <laughs> right? Returning to joy, number one, is the key. Every night, return to joy with one another. Yeah. After every fight, you got to return to joy. Mm. Number two is you got to build joy. They say that if you go to sleep, not returning to joy, yeah. It releases certain chemicals, and while you're sleeping, that chemical kills the newly made joy. Wow. Wow. And if you wake up without going back to joy, guess what? Not only the, did it kill the joy you recently built, hmm. but it also prevents you from building new joy. Wow. But without joy, we cannot remain in healthy, loving relationships. Exactly. Exactly. We need joy. We so sure do did. not go to bed angry. It's yeah, biblical. Exactly. Tell me what the Bible says. The Bible says, <laughs> be angry, but do not sin. Mm. Now that's the question. Like, how can I be angry but not sin? Yeah, yeah. It, it explains it in the very next sentence. Mm. Do mm. not let the sun go down upon your wrath. Mm. That is the kind of the kind of anger that is sinful. Mm is the kind of anger that lingers, that is allowed to linger, hmm. that is allowed to grow, that is allowed to snuff out your joys. This is actually the neurological substantiation 
of this biblical command. Yes. Why does God tell us, don't go to bed angry? Don't let the sun go down upon your wrath because it's going to kill your joy. It's going to kill your ability to produce joy and to experience joy. And in the long run, it's going to kill every relationship in your life. If, when we would, if we would do an autopsy of so many relationships that have died, mm. the, the, the cause of death would be letting, going to bed angry. Letting the sun now, go down on your wrath. Does that mean you have to resolve every problem before you go to bed? Nope. No, that's impossible. We tried for 21 years, guys. Mm -hmm. It's impossible. We're not saying resolve every problem, mm -hmm. but agreeing in accepting that we're not going to be able to resolve this. Yep. But you know what? We could still return to joy yep. by nervous laughter, yeah. by a second hugs, or yep. anything. Exactly. Anything that is possible. Right. Yeah. I mean, because think about it. If you had to resolve everything, God would not have walked with you for more than a, not even a day. Ooh. Like God keeps walking with us, even yeah. though there's unresolved sin yeah. in us. Yeah. But yet mm. he keeps, he's, I'm still happy to be with you. Mm. And we have to model that with mm. one another. No, we haven't fixed everything in our relationship, but I'm still mm. happy to be with you. Mm. And that's how we model. That's how we become sons of our father in heaven. Mm. Mm. You know, the... The neurologist, Tim, oh, he's not a neurologist, but they say that building joy may be more important, more powerful than resolving memories. Mm. If you want wow. long-lasting healing, wow. you got to build joy. Because without so joy, you can't return. So good. You know what's crazy is this. When you are an infant, so in the maturation process, mm -hmm. in infancy, you, there's a need that needs to be met, and there's a skill that needs to be, be learned. learned. Childhood stage, adulthood, parenthood, and elder stage. Mm. You know, in infancy, you create your self-identity, mm. right? In infant state, the main need is seeing the delight in other people's eyes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when you see delight in other people's eyes, you create your self-identity in joy. Mm. And one of the main skills, infants, everybody say infants. Infants. Infants learn is learning how to soothe themselves. When, we, when you are distressed, when you are kicked out of the joy center of your brain, the babies climb that joy mountain by soothing themselves. That's why they suck their fingers or pacifier. They're, they're quieting their souls. They're soothing themselves back to joy. Often when I see married couples that fight for days, and we used to do that when we were first married. We sure did. Right? Days. Mm. We sinned before God. It was bad. Right? We let the sun go down. Multiple the, suns. The reason why we were able to do that is because I did not know how to soothe myself. Adults, you have not learned that skill that you were supposed to learn when you were an infant. You know what that means on the other side of the coin is this. If an infant can learn how to soothe themselves, 25-year-old you, 37-year-old you, 55-year-old you can learn how to soothe yourself now, you don't have to accept this and go to bed angry. You can learn how to soothe. But you don't know, Pastor. You don't understand how much he or she triggers my anger. I, I'm just like frozen in that moment and I can't. 
And you know what? Childhood, let's, okay, then let's go to childhood stage. One of the skills the childhood has to learn, and as parents, we're teaching Alethea this, is this. Learning to do hard things. When Alethea says, it's too hard. You know what? Let me help you. You know what? You have to learn how to do hard things that you don't know how to do. Right? And so the childhood stage, they learn to take care of themselves. You know what that means? The other side of the coin, if a seven-year-old child can learn to do hard things, so can you as an adult. Preach. It just takes your will and your humble heart to say, God, I don't know how. Will you teach me? Just like sometimes when Aletia doesn't know how to do certain things, can you help me, mommy? You know what? Maybe you are not able to do that to your husband, mm. but you could look to God and say, Daddy God, can you help me learn this skill? Mm -hmm. Right? Yep. So powerful. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about, as she's talking, mm. this whole Jim Wilder. And Jim Wilder is a neurotheologian. Mm. He combines neurology with theology. Mm. And Jim Wilder, he always connects the basic skill that you have to learn mm. in that stage of development to the basic need that needs to be met. And if that need is met, then that skill is learned. The yeah. two go hand in hand. Yep. And then he also said that these um, levels of, of, of maturity, they're like layers of Swiss cheese. They have holes in it. So you might be at the elder level of maturity, but have holes in your cheese that go all the way back to infancy. Yep. And so it doesn't mean you're still an infant. You may be an elder with just a hole in your cheese. Yeah. That's another sermon. We talked about that before. <laughs> but as... Our, our role in each other's lives as husband and wife mm. is to help one another mature. See, the thing is, if there's a skill that my wife doesn't know, that's easy for me to see. Yeah. Like, I can see the skill that she doesn't know, but what I should be focused on is the need that wasn't met. Yeah. And if I focus on helping meet the need that wasn't met, then she can actually learn the skill that wasn't learned. Yeah, And so, so good. infants learn how to self-soothe when their parents look at them with a look of delight. Yeah. When they learn that they are a joy. Yeah. And when that need is met. And one of the most powerful things we can do in marriage yeah. is simply to look at one another with a look of delight. Yes. <laughs> you yes. know what I mean? Remember that left eye to left eye? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I want to give you some practical ways to build joy yeah. with one another. You guys ready? Mm -hmm. If you have pens, I think you should take notes Write because Benjamin and I, we're going to start doing these also. Preach. They said that every day you need to tell each other stories. Story. If you weren't together throughout the day, tell at least three stories about how or what happened throughout the day. That keeps you connected mm -hmm. when you were apart. Mm -hmm. And then before going to bed, tell stories about each other. Mm -hmm. Just like we begun mm -hmm. this uh, talk with our Valentine's, our first Valentine's, mm -hmm. like talking to each other about stories mm -hmm. of the past, mm -hmm. stories that involves both of us. Mm -hmm. And if you do that, they say after many years, we get to build this secure attachment mm -hmm. with one another. Mm -hmm. And 30 years of that, mm -hmm. we're going to be we're going to be very glad mm -hmm. to be together mm -hmm. and want to be mm -hmm. together, right? Mm -hmm. So tell stories. So mm -hmm. Benjamin, why don't you tell them one of our stories? Oh lord. <laughs> I thought we started with a story. Tell them. Um, 
Uh, Brag about me. Say something nice about me. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> all right, all right. Okay, so, okay, I'll tell this story. So when Sunny and I first started dating, it was a huge paradigm shift for her because her dream was to marry a tall, slender, long-haired Korean who loved <laughs> soccer. And God gave her a short, fat, black, ball-headed guy. <laughs> it, God, God has a sense of humor, right? And so um, it, was, it, was, it was like this huge paradigm shift for her that she had to really, really wrestle with. And for the first few months of our relationship, like it was like really, really hard for her. But I'll never forget one day looking into her eyes and seeing something that I never saw before. She was in love with me. Like I could see it in her eyes. I looked into her eyes and I saw something I never saw before. This is his favorite story, guys. And I was like, oh, she loves me. Like I could see this in her eyes. And shortly after that, she showed me, she told me. And you know how she told me? She cooked me dinner she put the rice in the shape of a heart. <laughs> you remember that? And she made curry chicken and put it all over the rice, but the rice was in the shape of a heart. And I was like, I knew it. <laughs> I'm in there. And, and, then, and then he went and bought an engagement ring, I, I and I tried to break up with him. I, I, <laughs> I went shopping for rings the next day. <laughs> all right. You know, all of us, we have woundedness, right? Hmm. You know, joy helps us build and restore our brain cells, mm. our brain, mm. right, pathways. Yeah. But we have to admit, like, we're damaged. Mm. And sometimes we feel stuck. Yep. You know what? The only way to build and restore your brain so that you can be a good husband or good wife or good friend or good disciple of Jesus mm. is through joy. So I want to I give you seven practical ways to build and restore uh, your brain through joy. You guys ready? Number one, smile when you greet each other. When your husband comes out of the bathroom or when your wife comes out of a meeting and you look at each other, instead of just looking away, smile. Greet each other with smile and use a warm tone of voice. Okay, this one I have to work on. I can <laughs> smile, but it's hard for me to use a warm tone of voice. If your husband, hey, can you say something? Baby, say something to me. Ask me something. Hey, baby, uh, can I go play golf tomorrow? What? <laughs> now that doesn't build joy. Say that again. Hey, baby, can I play golf tomorrow? Oh, you wanna you want to uh, play golf tomorrow? Yeah. Oh, can we talk about this later? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <Okay>. See, perfect. <laughs> right? Yeah. Smile. She could just smile and go, "Hell no." <laughs> <laughs> she could say it nicely. <laughs> All right. So smile when you greet each other. Use warm tone of voice. Number two. Ready? Do what you can to end positively before you fall asleep make every attempt to reach joy yes right whatever it is maybe it could be uh rubbing mm -hmm. the back she knows i love that right that's all or, she gotta do or it could be i don't know watch something together massage massage i don't know get that arthritis up out of there <laughs> 
<laughs> Make every attempt, okay? Do your best to end the day positively. Mm. Number three, Make sure those you love are in joy camp with you. Because I, like I said before, Benjamin and I are very good doing that apart from each other. Mm -hmm. But I, I was just telling Benjamin earlier today, we got to learn to do that together. Right. I have to learn to invite Benjamin into my joy camp, mm -hmm. and Benjamin has to learn to invite me into his joy right. camp. Right? Number four, touch whenever appropriate. Mm. They said touch is so uh, healing yeah. and it also builds joy in one another. And husbands, this is the thing. We have to learn how to do this in non-sexual settings because otherwise our wives think every time we touch them that we want something from them. And, and that makes them subconsciously pull away from our touch because they think it means more than just I love you. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. we have to practice that. Number five, give surprises that make their eyes light up. <gasps> I love doing that, right? Doing that for one another. Daniel, did you bring her flowers yesterday? Good job. Did, did, did it like brighten your eyes? <gasps> Uh, five and six goes hand in hand. Give surprises that make their eyes light up. And then number two, when they do that, let your eyes light up. <gasps> Both together. Let's do that again. <laughs> <laughs> that builds joy. Okay? And then remember I taught this for many years. Okay? Left eye to left eye. They say the joy builds as glances go back and forth. Right? That moment of left eye to left eye. Right? Mm. Uh, young parents, look into your infant's eyes with their left eye with your left eye. Right? Back and forth, back and forth. That really builds, it strengthens the right, uh, right side of their brain where you are able to strengthen and build their joy center. Yeah. Yeah? So good. So, All right. Yeah. So, you know, Philippians chapter 4, verse 4 says, mm. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Mm. And here's the key. Like, God knows all of my sin, yeah. all of my foolishness, mm. all of my failures, all of my shortcomings. Mm. But yet he rejoices in me. And mm. he has rejoiced in me always yeah. since he watched me develop in my mother's womb. Yeah. And God knows all of her sin yeah. and all of her failure and all of her shortcoming. Mm. But yet he rejoices in her. Yeah. And he has rejoiced in her every moment since he watched her develop in her mother's womb. Mm. And so if I'm going to rejoice in the Lord always, then I also have to learn how to rejoice in her yeah. always. Yeah. Because I cannot rejoice in the Lord without rejoicing in the ones in whom the Lord is rejoicing. Yeah. Rejoicing in the Lord means joining him in his rejoicing over the ones in whom he rejoices. Yeah. And so I must join the Lord mm. in rejoicing mm. in my wife. And once again, coming back to that joy camp, mm. climbing that joy mountain, yeah. it's not just about hitting good shots all the time. Yeah. It's not just about doing everything right. I'm going to do some stuff wrong. Mm. I'm going to say some stuff wrong. Yeah. I'm going to miss some stuff. Yeah. I'm going to hit it into the rough. Mm. But the question is, how good is your bad? Mm. And your bad is as good as your willingness yeah. to return to joy yeah. when you've left the camp. Yeah. And sometimes in our pride, 
We leave the camp of joy. We realize we've left the camp of joy, but we simply stubbornly refuse to come back. I'm going to just stay out here in this bitterness camp. Yeah. I'm going to stay out here in the wilderness of yeah. anger. I'm going to stay out here in the wilderness of resentment. And that's or whatever a disciple it is. issue, right? It's a discipleship yeah. issue. At that point, now there's a problem in my relationship mm. with Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. Because he said, if I claim to love him, but yet hate my brother or my sister, yeah. I'm a liar. Wow. And my love for him must be exemplified in the way that I choose hmm. to love one another, yeah. to love my neighbor, yeah. and even to love my enemy. Yeah. And, and if I can't do that outside of marriage, I can't do that in marriage. Yeah. And so whether you're married or not, this is the call of God hmm. for each and every one of us. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, you know, I loved what P Pastor Jeremy said last week about going preached. to God mm. and allowing God to love you, mm. showing God how much he loves you, mm. you're going to love him back, right. right? Just like that, even in this, mm. you know, when we go to God and see how much he delights in us, mm. how much his joy increases when he looks at us, mm. when we are able to see the joy of the Lord, mm. we are able yeah, to return to joy and to see joy in one another. The key is looking at my husband through the lenses of God's delight. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yeah. Amen. 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 Let's pray. Shall yes. We? Yes. Would you just bow your heads mm. before the Lord? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Lord, there's so much mm. that we allow to come between us and you. Mm that we don't even recognize as being between us and you. Yeah. Because we tend to separate our walk with you mm. from our relationships with one another. Wow. But you said mm. that if we love you, then we should also love one another. Yeah. And the litmus test for how mm. much we love you mm. is always mm. in how well we love one another. Yeah. Yeah. And so, Father, I pray that you would teach us to love you more mm. by loving one another better. Mm. By dropping our pride mm. and returning to the camp of joy. Yeah. Being intentional about it. Mm. Refusing to linger in the wilderness of bitterness. Yeah. Refusing to linger in the desert of resentment. Yeah. But running quickly back to the camp of joy. Mm. That there's an oasis in the middle of every mm. desert. Yeah. That there's a paradise, an island paradise mm. in the midst of every barren wilderness, mm. and it's called joy. Mm. And so many of us even right now are like sheep who have gone astray, or there's, there's even married mm. couples out there mm. right now that are like sheep who have yeah. gone astray, yeah. and there's bitterness, and there's resentment, and there's yeah. unforgiveness, yeah. and there's anger, and there's wrath that the sun has gone down upon mm. night mm. after night mm. after night, and they've lingered out in these barren wildernesses mm. and, and barren deserts of Jesus, resentment Jesus, and Jesus. unforgiveness. But Father, I pray right now mm. that pride would melt in every heart. Yes, God, in Jesus' name. And that we would run back to the shepherd Amen. and overseer of our Amen. souls, because you are waiting for us in the camp of joy. Mm. You are inviting us to return to you there mm. in the camp of joy mm. and to be reconciled mm. to mm. one another mm. because we reverence you. Amen. Holy Spirit, I pray mm. that you would draw us yes, Lord. from that barren wilderness. Yes. Lord, even like Cain, who dwelt mm. in the land of Nod, the mm. land of wandering, mm. because he hated his brother. Wow. 
And so many of us, we dwell in that land of Nod, that mm. land of wandering, because we have failed to love one another. Mm. Father, bring us back. Yes. Bring us back, I mm. pray, mm. in Jesus' name. Yeah, and Father, we pray against hopelessness. Mm. We pray against despair, mm. in Jesus' name. Yes, God. Yes, that has turned to apathy. Yes, God. Father, we break the power of the strongholds of the enemy, God, yes, that have come against kingdom relationships, mm. Lord. God, marriage is a kingdom, yes, covenant relationship, yes, Lord. We represent mm. the kingdom, yes, God, God, the best in marriages, come Lord. On. Father, we come against yes, this God. attack, against this covenant, kingdom relationship in Jesus' in name. Jesus we name. break every lie of the enemy that says it is hopeless. We break that off right now from every marriage, from every relationship in Jesus' name. Father, light the, the light of Jesus Christ upon those darkness, God. And we pray, Lord, that you would let hope arise right now in Jesus' name. And when, we, when they don't know what to do, God, empower them to look to you and to receive your delight. Yes, God and to walk in obedience by giving each other the gaze That's of right. their life. You know, some of you may be watching and listening, maybe even after the service is over, watching it during the week yeah. at a later date, but this message might not have been as relevant for you because you have not even begun your journey with Jesus Christ. You haven't begun to perceive your relationships as part of a journey with Christ yeah. because you're not walking with him yet. Mm. And I just want you to know that he loves you. Mm. His hand is extended to you. Yes. And he's inviting you yeah. to come to him. Mm. And maybe you've been struggling in your relationships in your life and you haven't been able to find the strength mm. to return to joy. Mm. What I want to say to you is that if you turn to Jesus, mm. he'll give you the strength Amen. to yes. return to joy. Yes. He'll give you the power yes. to overcome your bitterness and your yes. resentment. Yes. And all you have to do is open your heart to him mm. and take this simple step mm. and repeat this prayer after me mm. in your own way. Mm. Just say, Father. Father, I come to you. I come to you. And I open up my heart. And I open up my heart. Jesus. Jesus. Come in. Come in. And live in me. And live in me. Drive away Drive my pride. Drive away my pride. My unbelief. My unbelief. My resentment. My resentment. And my unforgiveness. And my unforgiveness. Forgive me of all of my sins. Forgive me of all of my sins. Make me clean. Make me clean. And teach me how to walk with you. And teach me how to walk with you. For the rest of my life. For the rest of my life. I pray it in your name. I pray in your name. Amen. Amen. Now, Father, for those who have prayed that prayer, mm. I pray that the power of the Holy Spirit would come upon them right now. Amen. And that you would make it real. Yes. I pray that you would truly reveal Jesus, the yeah. reality of who he is. Amen. To each and every one whose hearts are lifted up in faith. Mm. And let lives change mm. as the fruit of this message today. Mm. We give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Happy Valentine's, everyone. We love you all. Remember, be intentional about, about building joy this week. Yes. In yourself and in one another. And remember that God is always rejoicing over you. Yeah. Because I think for some of you, you feel like God is disappointed with you. Hmm. Hmm. Or you feel like he's looking down on you with judgment and dissatisfaction. Hmm. But he's always rejoicing over you. Hmm. And your freedom comes as you learn to rejoice with him. Hmm. Amen? Amen.